Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here with me today where we're going to be talking about how to get publicity for your book, because it's one thing to write your book, which you'll only do once, but it's another thing to get visibility for your book and keep reaching new you know, readers for your book. And that is where things like marketing and of course, our topic today, publicity are going to come in because you'll write it once, but you'll get it out to the world forever, at least as you, as long as you want people to be receiving the amazing message of your book. So no matter where you are on your book writing journey, maybe you're just getting started, just thinking about writing a book, or you're deep in the middle of, you know, getting the words on the page and you're watching your manuscript just grow and grow and grow. Maybe you're already published, but no matter where you are, on that process, trust me, it is never too early to learn about how to get publicity for your book. And I am super excited that today I actually have with me a founder and director of Ginkgo PR, Cher Hale. This is her world, right? Like publicity is her world. So she's going to be talking about all the good stuff with us today. So let me officially introduce her and then we'll get dived. We'll, we'll get, we'll dive into the conversation. So as I just said, Cher Hale is the founder and director of Ginkgo PR, which is a boutique agency that believes in using public relations to amplify the voices of underrepresented and marginalized groups. She herself is a Taiwanese Black American woman, and she is passionate about leveraging the power of media to tell diverse stories through online, print, TV, radio, and podcast mediums. So she can play a role in reshaping how our society views things like social justice, give back initiatives, feminism, and multiculturalism. So she is certainly using publicity for good. And I'm very excited to welcome you today, Cher. I am so thrilled to be here, Christine. And, you know, it's interesting because 99 out of 100 times on these episodes, pretty much, I'm talking with someone who is an author, right? I usually bring authors on my show. And you are not yet a published author. So I can't ask you my opening question of, well, so how'd you land in authorship? But I can ask you, like, how did you land in the world of PR and having your own boutique agency to get these important messages out in the world? It was by saying yes a lot uh, mm. when I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, honestly. So by chance, I found myself in a classroom with an adjunct professor in a woman's studies class. And on the side, when she wasn't teaching, she was writing her very first book that she was self-publishing. Uh, at the time, she was a career coach. And at the end of the semester, she asked me to apply for her internship to help her with the promotion of her book. And I applied and I got it. And she taught me how to do all of the basic things for public relations. So that looked like amassing media lists. Uh, personalizing templated pitches, and then actually cold calling producers for big TV shows back when cold calling producers was appropriate <laughs> in the industry. And I was at the time, I think 19 or 20 years old. And I was shocked that somebody who was virtually unknown with no experience um, in terms of media and who had just 
published their own first book could land spots on NBC and CNN in New York City, lots of local media and other print outlets. And I thought, wow, you can just ask somebody to put you on TV and they will. Um, and I really took that message and I began to help other entrepreneurs do things like land sponsorships for their podcast. Like I really leveraged the power of positioning someone as an expert, telling their story and making the ask. And eventually, as a freelancer, some of my clients began to ask me to pitch podcasts on their behalf. And I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot, not really thinking that it would go anywhere. But within six or nine months, it was the number one revenue stream in the business and the number one referral generation as well. And so I thought, okay, there's something here. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this work. Definitely something there. <laughs> right. Um, but then, you know, after a year or two of working with clients, I began to feel this deep sense of there has to be something more to this work because I was working primarily with, and I will just be very blunt, um, white upper middle class women who were life coaches, which as you know, can be, um, you can find yourself on coach Island very easily in the online business space. And I definitely, that happened to me. And I thought, I can't tell this story one more time of somebody who became a life coach and now helps other people who want to become life coaches or something similar to that effect. Um, and it wasn't until my mother passed away um, unexpectedly at the age of 49 mm. that I really had to dig deep and ask myself what I was doing with both my skill set and the time that I had left here on earth. Because you would love this about her, Christine. She was an erotic romance novelist um, in her 40s. And she based all of her stories in the Tuscan countryside with Italian men and integrated all of her experiences growing up in Taiwan and being Taiwanese and Black in America into her story. So it was really rich mm. and diverse and multicultural. And it was her dream to publish these novels, whether they were self-published or traditionally published. And unfortunately, she never got a chance to. And I thought, you know, given the right resources in a different iteration of our society, my mother could have really gotten her message out into the world. And I could have helped her do that. Mm. And while I can't help her anymore, what I can do is help other people like her, people who are who the media traditionally co-ops their stories for their own benefit um, to help them take those stories back and tell them with their own voices, which is what we do now as an agency. Oh, magnificent. I love that story. It's always so interesting to hear how people get into doing what they do. And it's like, you know, this miracle, this internship, and then, you know, combined with the, just the up close, you know, experience of seeing like, oh my gosh, like someone could just get on CNN or what have you. <laughs> and then the combined with the personal experience you had with your mother, like you can see why you are so uniquely and beautifully and powerfully qualified to do exactly what you're doing. Mm. So let's talk then a little bit about publicity, because I know one of the questions that I get a lot from my authors as they consider this is like, when do I need to start doing it, right? Because most of my clients are self-publishing in some form or another. I do have some that go traditional, but it's different for each of those, those mechanisms, each of those uh, paths to publishing, if you will. So let's talk first about like, what kind of lead time are people looking at? And before you even get into that, can you just first talk about publicity 
and what publicity is and how it's distinct and different from marketing. Because in the intro, I mentioned like marketing and publicity, they're not the same thing. So let's clarify what publicity is first. And then let's talk a little bit about how, you know, how long in advance someone needs to start looking at these strategies, depending upon the path that they're publishing. Sound good? Sure. Absolutely. So public relations is different from marketing and advertising in the sense that you are creating a story to give to a mass audience um, and you're not paying for anything, right? So marketing might be um, you create the content yourself and you blast it out to your channels. Advertising might be you're paying for these ads um, with copy that you've written, But public relations is positioning yourself as an expert telling your story and then giving the journalist, the producer, or the editor the opportunity to tell that story on your behalf, to rave about you, and to help other people understand that your story um, can be useful and valuable within the context of of their lives. So you have this other person championing you and lifting up your voice in a way that marketing and advertising don't necessarily achieve. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think in short, I'll just share a line that one of my um, friends who also does publicity said, she's like, well, marketing is something you pay for and publicity is something you pray for. (laughs) It's perfect. Totally. And they might describe it too as media from PR, something that you earn, right? Mm-hmm. And marketing, something that you own. So there's this, this kind of distinction, but of course, all three of these different types of, of outreach or um, content go hand in hand and they work together. Beautiful. Thank you. So for someone who's self-publishing, um, and versus someone who's traditional publishing, like how long are the lead times? I know it used to be that it's like, well, before everything was online, you know, you'd have to look like months in advance to consider having a magazine article comes at, come out at the, around the time of your book launch, you know, you like, you really had to plan way out. So can you talk a little bit about planning when it comes to publicity? And then I also want to talk about what kind of things does someone need? Like you made it sound super easy at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a new person, new author, just like put together this list and send us something out and then, you know, boom, you're on CNN. Um, but I know it's not that easy. So I want to talk first about, um, First question, then I want to come back to, you know, what is, what does someone need to begin to even pursue getting publicity and visibility for their book like this? Sure. So I would say more than ever that there is becoming a slimmer difference between self-published authors and traditionally published authors. And that's purely because there are so many new publishing houses that are opening that are small and boutique and have limited resources and that typically rely on the author to do most of the marketing and PR. So I would actually, whether you are going um, one path or the other to take this advice, uh, because more than ever, the power, like what you decide to do with marketing relies on the author, him or herself, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say when it comes to- well, like a, like a, be- go Before ahead. you go on, I, like, I just want to land a moment for everyone whether you are traditional publishing or self-publishing, the responsibility of getting the book out there, marketing and publicity related, getting you know books moving off shelves or books moving through you know the online um, buying platforms like Amazon and you know Barnes and Noble, what have you, like that's on your shoulders. 
So just like, if that's new information to you, if you don't know that yet, just take a breath um, and understand that it's true really either way you go. I mean, I know people who have gotten traditional publishing contracts and then invested another $150,000 of their own personal money in their marketing and publicity. So not suggesting that you do that, um, but I am suggesting that you just pause for a moment and realize, oh, it's my responsibility. Okay. So with that hat on that, you're going to be the one who's going to be, you know, initiating, getting your book out in the world. Um, let's continue the conversation from there. I couldn't agree with you more, Christine, honestly. Uh, there is this fantasy, right? That like, if you go with a, a publishing house, that you will be treated to all of the luxuries of being a, a published author. Um, and that's just not the case. So you still have to put in the elbow grace in the work. And that looks like if you're looking to book podcasts, like let's tell you what you want to do a big podcast tour because podcasts recently have been the highest converting in terms of helping people get onto your list or purchase the book or both. So if you want to do a big podcast tour, I would say you want to start preparing for outreach six to seven months in advance, which can sound really daunting, especially if you're one person, but the longer lead time allows you to separate and chunk up your work so that you don't have to do it all at once. And the beauty of podcast interviews, as we're witnessing now, is that you can record so many of them in advance and work with the podcast host or their producer to publish them around the time that your book comes out. And that way you're not recording 50 podcast interviews, you know, the month that you're also doing a bunch of other things to help promote your book. So that's podcast tours. And then I would say if you're looking to do online editorial, you want to start pitching three or four months in advance. Right okay. now, more pause, than ever. Pause for just a moment. I just want yes. you to clarify online editorial. Yeah. So online editorial would look like you are writing a contribution for a fast company. For example, you are being quoted in the media as an expert. So somebody, there's an article about, oh, making one this morning. It's like five reasons why men cheat. <laughs> there, are psycho, there are psychotherapists in the article being quoted about their expertise, right? So there's that kind of media mention. Mm -hmm. And then there's the full feature where maybe you see on a Forbes um, how this person creates revenue in her business using this unique strategy. And so that's a full feature on the person themselves. So those are the three major kinds of online editorials that you can get. And honestly, each of them have slightly different lead times. So if you're doing a contribution, you might want to start pitching two to three months in advance because outlets can uh, schedule out their content quite far. It depends on the outlet. If you're looking to get like those media mentions, those are super quick turnarounds. So you might be asked, on a Monday, they provide the quote and the article might go live on Wednesday. So you have a bit more flexibility there. And then the last one where you're doing a full feature that might take, you know, one to three months in advance. Editorial is so much harder to, to nab um, when it comes to lead times. But if you give yourself plenty of time to pitch, you have a much higher chance to actually land placements in the media. Got it. Okay. So I can hear the question that some of my listeners right now are asking like energetically, and that is, okay, so how, how, like, what do I need? You know, oh, just send off an email. What do I put in the email? You know, who do I contact? So can you talk about a little bit the how 
um, process, like go about, you know, getting to the point where they're getting booked on shows or they are getting a feature or they're being mentioned? How does it all happen? Yes. The simplest version is to consider first, and this is always such a boring answer, but it's so valid. Consider first your target reader, right? You want to really understand who the person is that will buy this book so that when you begin to look at podcasts and online uh, magazines, you can choose the right places. The last thing that you want to do is try to pitch everyone and be everywhere, The only places you want to be are in the places where your ideal readers are hanging out. So once you have the target audience, you can make your media lists of all the places where you would like to be featured or you would like to be interviewed. And then based on those outlets, you can begin to create messages that speak to those people. And so for a podcast interview, um, much like how I pitched you from one of my clients, it might look like here's a brief blurb of this person's story, one to two sentences, honestly. And then here are three or four bullet points of things that you might like to discuss with her. Here is some links to her like current body of work, her website, her Instagram profiles. Um, here's a link to a past interview so you can get a feel for her voice and personality. What do you think? Would you be interested? So the pitch for a podcast looks very much like that, but you do have to create those bullet points in advance. And those are all created from your book itself. So a lot of it can be you, um, what's the word they're using these days for like using other resources to create a new resource? It's not coming to my mind. You can leverage your book uh, to create these well, re- repurposing something Thank like that. A hundred percent. It yes, repurposing your content. So you could do that for the bullet points, and those same bullet points can be modified slightly to also pitch you for editorials. To think of like headline ideas for articles, um, and that's how you like have the content to begin to create your pitch. Got it. Okay. Um, And I just want to mention something that you just heard Cher say, like sort of in passing is like, yeah, when I, when I, you know, pitched one of my clients for your podcast, that's how Cher actually got on this show today and why you're hearing her talk about publicity for authors is because she sent me a pitch that was honestly, it was one of of the best pitches that I've seen um, come in because we get a lot of people wanting to be on the show and I read through this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love this pitch. And then I thought, well, I'm not only going to book the client um, because I love what you had to say about the client. I think we've got her coming up in first quarter of 2021, um, which is like my next episode starts first quarter of 2021 because <laughs> this is my last one of the year. Um, but then I thought, well, I'd really like to have you come on. So this just speaks to the caliber and the quality of what um, what Cher actually does in her in her work and helping people get publicity. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, okay. So what else in terms of, you know, assets that someone might need to create to help them get more publicity for their book? Yes. Yeah, so you want to make sure that you have an e-galley ready to go because most podcast hosts, journalists, producers are going to ask for a copy of the e-galley, if not for the actual physical copy. So you want to be ready to send out these copies in a timely manner so that getting somebody, um, your content does not dissuade them from booking you or putting you on their show. 
So that's a huge one to have an e-galley ready to go. You also want to have some kind of press kit. And this does not have to be fancy. The press kit is what you use after someone has already said yes to you and they need all of your assets to move forward with the interview. So this like really just could be a Google document with your name, how you pronounce your name, uh, a list of your social media links and website links, some information about your book and a link to like a Dropbox folder of your approved images, for example. So it can be very, very simple. And I would say those are the two biggest assets that you need to like really make the, the publicity process easier for all parties involved. Got it. Okay. Makes good sense. And I know some of you right now are like, what, Dropbox, what? And I don't even use Google Drive. Just like, <laughs> don't let the technology get in the way of what it is you need to create. Because you, any one of you, whether you're, as I said in the beginning, whether you're just thinking about writing the book, whether you're, you know, knee deep and almost wrapping up your manuscript or you're already published, you, it's never too soon to start working on this stuff. You're like, well, what are the assets? What do I want to put together? You know, um, and, and like, if you don't use Google drive, you don't use Dropbox, like, don't worry about it. Just open up a word document or whatever it is. Pages. If you're in micro and uh, if you're a Mac user, um, I think it's pages and Mac. <laughs> I'm, I'm a PC user myself. So, um, but you can just, you know, start creating these documents and this information of what, it, what is it that you would, you know, need um, and get, you know, you can get started with it. You don't have to wait until everything's perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, which brings me to actually like the, the pitch pitch part, right? Cause you're going to like the, the contact point today, I would imagine because you mentioned something earlier about, yeah, like that was a back in the days when you could cold call producers. Like, obviously we now know that you're not going to be cold calling a producer at CNN or what have you, but how are you seeing people actually make the point of contact with the right person that might be in a position to get them publicity, you know, be the one to say, yeah, we'd love to have you on our show or love to have you on the podcast, or we'd love to, you know, feature you in our upcoming, you know, magazine or have you do an article for our online um, you know, publication, um, what, what is someone, how does someone know who to get to and how to get their attention? Yes, absolutely. This is a great question because it's always about getting connected with the right person, right? So a lot of what you're doing for podcasts when you're listening is listening for, is there a producer in the credits that they're mentioning? Uh, do they, sometimes a lot of podcast hosts will mention the producer kind of offhand passively in the, in the content. So you can take note of that or they're listed on the contact page. So you don't you know, determine, is it the podcast host I'm reaching out to? Is it their assistant or is it a producer? And ideally the information would be on their website, whether that's you emailing them um, like a composed email or you submitting a form that they've already created on their website because many podcast hosts have that as well. So you just want to determine these steps. And if there's no information listed, some really good tips for finding email addresses, to just figure out what are the first steps for contact or to check their Facebook pages, or sometimes it's in their privacy policy or their terms and conditions. Okay. And like, is it, is it okay to track someone down on Facebook and try to get them via Facebook messenger or get noticed by maybe posting on their Facebook page or commenting on something that they've worked on? Um, you know, how much effort, is it really just a matter of like, no, just go get the email or do you want to try to build relationship first before reaching out? 
Absolutely. So I think one of the most beautiful things you can do when doing outreach is to try to make any cold pitch warm, to try to create that rapport and connection without actually having had talked to the person first. So a few ways that we do that here is by listening to the like previous podcast interviews and really getting a feel for which episode am I most interested in. And when I listen to that, what have I truly and genuinely taken away from that? Because, you know, there's sometimes a, t- a tendency to choose episodes based on like um, a topic that's adjacent to your book topic uh, in an effort to like make it a, a clear connection. But I think that's a mistake people make. Uh, you really want to go for what you're most curious about and reference the episode in your pitch and what you took away from it. Um, you can also definitely follow the host on Instagram or Facebook and comment when it's, when it's appropriate, like when it makes sense to you. But I would never recommend reaching out like on a, in a DM or a private message on Facebook. I think it lacks professionalism, um, honestly, and it doesn't allow people to include necessary um, links in the way that you can with an email pitch. And most people are tracking and archiving things in their inboxes, especially journalists. So you want to be really mindful of, of where you're choosing to reach out. Even if sometimes I find a journalist on Facebook, I might say, hey, I have this person in mind who could be a good source for you. Is there a good email address that I can send a pitch to? And I always transfer to email, even if my initial outreach could be messenger. Got it. Okay. So just, you know, for prof- professionalism and credibility, uh, don't go the casual route of just popping a, something off on Facebook, like put your best foot forward. And you, you're, I think I hear what I hear you saying is you really need the spaciousness of an email to be able to put your best foot forward. Like if you had sent me the pitch that you sent me for your client on Facebook messenger, I don't even think I would have read it just because it's not the place for, I mean, you gave me so much detail and information and really helped me see why this person would be a great fit for my show. Um, mm-hmm. And I could see how that wouldn't work with some of the more, you know, casual social, uh, social mediums, if you will. Absolutely. I mean, even the way that messengers set up, right? Like if you're on your phone, it's, it's really condensed. And so it's not like easy or fun to read. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Well, I hope that all of you listening have gotten some good nuggets. I trust you have gotten some nuggets of, you know, wisdom, insight, what you can do, what you want to be thinking about, you know, if you want to go the, you know, pursuing publicity route, not every author does. Some do, some put a lot of weight into, you know, organizing that podcast tour and being all over the place, you know, when their book comes out and others kind of publicity is not part of the plan for them. That was a tongue twister. Publicity is not (laughs) part of the plan. Um, But you hopefully with listening today, you've got some deeper understanding. You maybe got some ideas sparked in. I'm sure maybe you have some notes about some different things you want to consider and things you want to do and how it works and just let it, let it germinate for you. Um, But also like, don't wait too long Right. The time to be thinking about publicity is not, you know, when your book launched yesterday, you want to get some of that planning time in advance. So um, these are some of the things I hope you're walking away with from today. So before we wrap here, Cher, I would love for you to just share, like, what is the most important nugget of wisdom that you want our listeners to walk away with today? Like if they only walk away with one thing in terms of how to get publicity for your book, what, what is that one piece you want them to take away? I would tell them to trust their story. 
you know, you spent a lot of time digging deep into who you are and curating and crafting this piece of work and it deserves to be seen. So there is always going to be some level of hesitance, some fear of rejection. I get rejection (laughs) emails every single day, all day long. I completely understand the way it feels, especially when it's as personal as a book. Um, But I will tell you, I will implore you to continue moving forward and continue putting yourself and your story out there because it matters and people truly need to hear it. Mm, trust your story, such powerful words. And for those of you that want to connect with Cher, you know, more deeply and learn more about her and her boutique agency and things like that, of course, head over to the show notes. You will see a link there, not only to her website, but you'll also see a link. She's got a great free resource for you called the pitch list. So before we say goodbye, can you just tell everyone what to expect when they go over to the show notes and go get your free resource, the pitch list? What exactly is that? Yeah, so the pitch list is a really fun resource that came as a need from within the agency. Because when you go on Apple Podcasts or you start searching within your industry for online magazines, the amount of places where you could pitch yourself is really overwhelming. And you can never be sure, will this audience really convert for me? Does this make sense? Is it, do they have a wide enough reach? Um, is it worth my time, honestly? And so what we've done is put together a vetted list of podcasts and editorials that we trust to give you as much as you're giving them when it comes to selling your book or amplifying your message. So you, when you get in there, you can search by industry and you can search by type, podcast or editorial. And that way you have a slimmed down list of places to hit first. So you just save on time and you're able to make better decisions when it comes to where to pitch yourself. Thank you so much for being willing to share that with everyone. Again, like now that you know what the pitch list is and how much, how much easier it's going to make your job really in getting publicity for your book. You definitely want to head over to the show notes page. Again, we've got a website link, the resource link, um, some social media links for you to connect with share. Cause a lot of you like might be at that point where it really sort of is time to be thinking about publicity for your books. And they've got a great resource to help you take those next steps and go get the pitch list and move your book out in the world. So I want to thank you so much, Cher, for your time today, sharing your expertise, for writing such a brilliant and beautiful pitch that got us connected for you to be on the show today. I'm just so appreciative of your time. So thank you. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. Fabulous. And to my amazing listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening Thank you for taking the time to support you in your goal of getting your book out there in the world to being the transformational author that you want to be and to make that difference with your message. And I'm just so grateful that you're here and you're one of those people who like wants to bring their light into the world using the power of the written word. So I'm excited to be with you on our next episode coming into 2021. So hard to believe that we are wrapping up this year's last show. So we'll see you, quote unquote, next year. If you're listening uh, live, at least at the end of December, we'll see you next year. And in the meantime, of course, as always, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. 
The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.